0: Welcome to The Vow, Voice of Women. Our mission has always been about empowering women through the sharing of real life stories. When women create a community through the journey of sharing, we gain empathy, forgiveness, and perspective. We encourage you to open your heart to receive today's story. Today's guest is near and dear to my heart because she hails from Pinoka, Alberta. And for all of you listening, I grew up in Watasquin. And if you drive from Watasquin, about 20, 25 minutes later is Pinoca. And when I was in high school, I was so excited to leave the small, bustling town of Watasquin. I said, I'm never going to marry someone from Watasquin, And then I married someone from Pinocca, which is even smaller than Watasquin. So today I'm super excited to be sitting here chatting with Bailey Rush. Bailey, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So Bailey is from Pinoca, and Bailey Rush is a groundbreaking wake surfer who secured double gold wins at the 2023 CWSA World Championship. As the first woman to clinch world titles in both pro surf style and pro skim style, Bailey's story is nothing short of remarkable. Beyond the waves, she's a figure skater, coach, and a passionate advocate for wake surfing in Canada. Join us for this conversation with Bailey and discover her journey, accomplishments, and unique artistry she brings to the sport. Bailey, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> so, for sorry for, uh, I do have a cold, as I mentioned, so I joked before and said, fake it till you make it. But I do have a bit of a cold, so hopefully you can understand me perfectly fine. But why I was so excited to interview Bailey today is... I am definitely not a professional. I'm barely pushing out a 360 after surfing for many, many years, and but love wake surfing. And I love that a woman is being recognized in this category. So can you tell us about a defining moment in your life that led you to pursue wake surfing as a passion and a career?
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's awesome that you're trying 360s because... That is one of the most difficult tricks to learn. And as soon as you learn it, it's like, yes, this is great. But um, well, funny enough, we had a wake surf boat since 2014, but we had no idea what wake surfing was. So we literally just use it for fishing, which is hilarious. And then in 2016, um, our friend had a surf boat and I went out on his boat, tried it. And the second I got up, I was like, wow, I love this just the the feeling of being on the wave it's you know it's such a it's such a good feeling to be in the outdoors and you know the gliding movement of the board it's just everything about it is amazing and you know me and my dad would get up really early morning and you know I'd practice every morning before we'd you know go off to work or do our other things and you know you just get to see so many beautiful sunrises sunsets and i was just really passionate about it the feeling it gave me and you know eventually it led into more coaching and more competing and it's it's been an amazing journey but just the the feeling that i got on the board instantly hooked me
0: and so like when did you or when did your family because i'm assuming you know you're you're wake surfing with your family like did anyone ever say to you like, wow, you have this natural talent or we should explore this more because you're so darn good? Or like, you know, how did that happen?
1: So funny enough, my parents went to a boat show and they ran into a couple pros there and they had shown a video of me doing a 360 and the pros of the boat show were like, wow, she should do competitions. And my parents were like, what? There's wake surfing competitions. So uh, we ended up going to waterski Wake Alberta competitions a- in 2017. And they're just kind of fun, grassroot events in Alberta that get families really involved in wake surfing, and it's super fun. And I ended up winning that one. And so then I got introduced to the Competitive Wake Surf Association, the CWSA. And on that one, it's like a circuit, so you do a certain amount of competitions. And if you do well at them then you can have the possibility of getting invited to the World Wake Surfing Championships. So my first year competing, I was an amateur, and I ended up doing the CWSA, did enough events, placed well at them, got an invite to the uh, uh, 2017 Amateur World Wake Surfing Championships, and I I placed first in amateur surf style. And then that put me to the semi-professional level for the 2018 season, and again, did all the competitions, qualified, and got an invite for worlds and semi pro. And I placed first in semi pro surf style. And then that put me to the professional ranks for 2018 and onwards. And just since then, it's, you know, just been working really hard because I've always wanted to get a world title in the professional level. And especially as a female, not many. Uh, females ride both surf and skim style because they're so different Uh, with skim style my board is really thin and it has no fin at all so it's pretty much like riding on ice it's very slippery and then surf style board it has two big fins and you really have to be aggressive to get the fins to release so it's kind of always in the back of my head like hey it would be you know I'm one of the only females competing in both because it's so hard to you know, switch back and forth but it'd be very cool to podium at both worlds and that's what I did in South Korea this year the f- wow, first we went female to South
0: Korea. <laughs> yeah well what was that
1: like it was it was amazing the people there were so wonderful just the amount of respect they have for each other everyone was cheering and just How much they, you know, prioritize excellence and trying your best and doing well. It it was an amazing experience.
0: Wow. And so, okay, let's talk about commitment. Because whenever we hear about professional athletes, the first thing that comes to my mind is sacrifice, dedication, commitment to the sport. And so did you sit down with your family and then like, cause, okay, let's talk about the other thing in Alberta, our weather, like we don't have 12 (laughs) months a year that you can be on a boat practicing. So does that mean you go somewhere else or you just have to practice more for the six months or like, how does this work?
1: No, actually. So I've been in, you know, when I first started, I was in high school. So I had the summers off to surf and then I went to university uh, for my kinesiology and my education degrees so I've never been able to go and train anywhere so it's basically middle of May to middle of September I just you know I mean and in May June September I'm you know in school but now I'm working so yeah it's still just the summer months that I that I do this and you know as far as the determination goes it's really funny because I've had people tell my dad like how did you get Bailey to get motivated to do this. And he always laughs. And he says, you know, it's, it's her getting me up with a, you know, cup of coffee in the morning and saying, Hey, dad, can you drive the boat for me? So it's, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I have to thank him a lot because yeah, he's, he's, you know, my coach and he's, he's amazing. So.
0: Well, I saw a picture on your Instagram and it was like, it brought like this happiness to my heart. And it was something like, If there was a a word in the dictionary that defined happiness for you, it was like you on the boat with with your white (laughs) little dog in a life jacket and the sky was beautiful. And I'm like, oh, I can relate to that in the summer. It's like our happy place on the boat. And uh, you're going to laugh because this year we got a new boat. We got a new Malibu wake setter. And uh, we had the old one up until a year ago. We'd had it since 2008. So we'd still fill the fat sacks up and it would take Chad like 20 to 30 minutes to fill them up. (laughs) And then we have a friend that's goofy footed. And so we'd have to empty the bags and, put them in the other side and now it's like the flick of a button and it is light yep <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we we've been there oh my goodness yeah you have no room for anybody to watch cuz the fat sacks are on the seats and yeah when you oh get a oh my gosh oh, yeah well
0: and even the new technology i'm assuming with you being able to now navigate just changing that surf from the the one side to the other has that opened up like a whole new world of opportunity for you as well
1: Oh, it's it's so awesome. Yeah, on our Supra, it's the same thing, you know, switch of a button and it makes it awesome for lessons or even just friends I take out. We we may think they're regular, but then they're like, ah, I actually want to try goofy. Is that okay?" And it's like, "Yeah, for sure. It's just a flick of a button and the waves change. Let's let's give her a try."
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and you look so effortless when you do it. Like you really look like you're at home. It's like your second skin, which obviously is you know, the reason why you're, you're doing so well in it. So what is your, I guess your off season training like, or what type of training are you doing outside of just behind a boat? Cause you also look like you're in, in great shape. And, and so I'm assuming you're having to do something outside like dry land training or
1: something. Oh, thank you. Um, It's basically, yeah, in the summer, I'm wake surfing as long as it's nice outside, which in Alberta, that's always questionable. But um, in the wintertime, I really love to still figure skate. Um, And then, you know, I just do workouts at home in my basement, just, you know, body weight workouts, because yeah. and cardio, I really like. And yoga every once in a while, too. I just I like to stay moving. I'm definitely a very active person. So
0: yeah, well, it, it does look like it. And it's um like, do you do you think that your figure skating has helped you? Because when I look at you do like your all of your tricks, I'm like, well, figure skating, if you're a figure skater, you're also doing those tricks just on the ice versus on a board. So do you think that that's been a big advantage for you?
1: I definitely do think it's helped because when I was figure skating and learning my routines, you know, my coach, you know, always tried to get me to link things you know, it wasn't just you land a jump, and then you skate, 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 and then do something else. It was, you know, you extend your arm, you extend your leg nicely, you you do these transitions. And in my wake surfing, that's what I try to do. I try to have good flow and rhythm to everything. And yeah, I definitely think that kind of artistic component is present in my wake surfing, or I try to definitely make it be
0: yeah, it definitely looks like it. Like when I had read that you were a figure skater prior, I was prior. I was like, ah, yes, I can tell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, do you have any pre-competition rituals or superstitions that you follow to help you stay focused to perform your best?
1: I I really like to do mental imagery, so just picturing all the tricks I'm going to do, my surf run, and just really, really being in the moment, not thinking too far ahead because I know, you know, I land these tricks all the time in practice. The, you know, if I if I just set my mind to it, stay present and, you know, go for it. I know it'll all be OK.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So visually, you're you're preparing, you know, for, for before each competition.
1: Yeah, definitely. And even when I coach my students, you know, sometimes there's a trick they'll be scared to do. And I always tell them, you know, get it. Picture it in your head really, really well, and then you'll be able to transfer it onto the water so much easier. Because if your mind doesn't believe it, your body's not going to do it.
0: Okay, well, Bailey, I'm going to try that next summer, at <laughs> yes. summer before I land my 360. And if I do, I'm going to send you a picture.
1: <laughs> yes, you should send me a video of your of your 360 and I'll help you because I, I okay. do a bunch of online lessons. I'll, oh my gosh, be doing one.
0: <laughs> okay, done. I will do that. I have lots of mishaps from this summer, so I'm going to do that. Sounds good. Um, can you tell us about a mentor, a role model who has maybe had a big influence on your career or life path?
1: Oh my gosh, my parents, I I can't thank them enough ever since I was young. They've always taught me, you know, work good, work ethic, determination, and really instilled in my mind that if I think I can do something, go for it. You You need to try, you need to do it. And they're such hard workers themselves. And just really growing up seeing that has definitely molded me into who I am today. And, you know, my, both my parents, they were there for when I was competitively figure skating. And then, you know, wake surfing, we're all on the boat. My dad coaches me, which is crazy, because he's never even wake surf, but he has an incredible eye for movement and can tell me what I'm doing wrong on my tricks. And it's, it's just incredible, because I mean, he's been there since the beginning driving the boat for me. And yeah, I, I appreciate him so much. And my mom loves coming on the boat to watch. And she's also my little videographer, which is super nice. And my dog Sadie comes to watch. And yeah, that's one thing I love about wake surfing is, you know, it's a it's a very family orientated sport. But it's, yeah, my, my parents are incredible.
0: Hey, does your mom wake surf if your dad doesn't?
1: No, none of them have tried it, no.
0: Really? That is so shocking to me. They And they've have, they just never wanted, they've never had like a, I need to try this.
1: It's a, kind of funny because my family doesn't even like water that much. Like, I really didn't like water that much. I was scared of fish in the lake and then I tried wake <laughs> surfing and I'm like, well, I guess I better learn to like water. Cause... <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well... I I think it's amazing that you guys have really you know you've dedicated your life to this sport, but your parents have dedicated their lives, and it's really become. It sounds like a big part of your family and what you guys do in the summer, and I think that that's a really beautiful way to spend your summers.
1: Yes, absolutely. No, they're they're. I appreciate them so much because without them, I could not do this. You know, wake surfing is an incredibly expensive sport too, so it's nice. You know, in pro you get some money back when you win so oftentimes I just hand it to my dad for boat fuel Aww. you know but <laughs> yeah that's
0: so awesome well and okay let's talk about your travels so you've been to South Korea you explained uh you know to us what that experience was like so you've you've probably traveled it sounds like you've traveled quite a bit has there been any place that has really impacted you in a profound way or personally
1: honestly South Korea it was just an incredible experience because just the, the way I've never, I've never been to a competition that was so supportive. It was such a supportive environment. And then right after it ended, you know, a bunch of dinner invitations and everyone was so friendly and it's like, this is what the sport is about because, you know, you always kind of feel this at water ski wake Alberta events where it's very family orientated, but you know, in the competitive side of things, it can always kind of, you know, the competitive side can, Come out, and you know sometimes people don't talk to each other. But at this event, it, it was fantastic. It it really warmed my heart back up for the competitive side of wake surfing. So,
0: wow! And so, what was that like? I guess when you when you flew to South Korea, I mean that's like a it's like a long ways away.
1: Yeah. Were
0: you there on your own, or did you have any family there to support you? Or
1: uh, my dad came with me.
0: Ah, nice. And yeah, what, was, yeah. what was his, like, how did he feel about the experience? Same, similar to what you did or?
1: Oh, same. Even we, we came back to Canada and we're telling all of our wake surfing friends, like that was the best competition we've ever been to. Best venue. It was It was amazing, honestly. And yeah, we're hoping, you know, more people come join us. And yeah, just trying to, you know, share the love of wake surfing as much as we can. And, you know, sharing all the positive things so people can see that
0: uh well i let's chat about maybe some of the because it sounds like it's all very glorious and very wonderful and it gives me warm and fuzzies but there has to be like you have to be under a bit of a a, a bit of pressure and have expectations put upon you so how do you handle that as a professional wake surfer and how has it affected your personal growth
1: honestly it's just being you know, your own best friend and knowing that you can do it because I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, won't believe in you and all that, but as long as you believe in yourself and just surround yourself with the people who care about you really, the the pressure disappears because, you know, if, if I serve my very best and someone beats me, I'm I'm gonna be unbelievably happy for them because they, they did very well, you know, it's it's always just about your personal best and you know, always learning and growing from it. Because anytime, you know, that I haven't done as well as I'd like, I'd, I've always learned from it. And then that just motivates me more when I'm training to come back at the next competition and do even better.
0: So I'm sure you've been in a lot of um, different places from lakes to oceans What's been the most humbling or awe-inspiring experience that you've had in the natural world while wake surfing?
1: Um, so humbling and just what something I found really nice or
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Honestly, probably just being at Gull Lake because of all the the beautiful, you know, sunrises and sunsets we've seen. It just you know, you see on my Instagram, you know, that picture with my dog is a good example because it's just like, wow, this is absolutely beautiful. And it it just makes me in awe because, I mean, in Alberta, we have a lot of windy days and sometimes the lake looks like the ocean, you know, and it's not, not surfable. But on those days where it's totally glass, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's so beautiful.
0: I always say, you know, the early mornings on Mara Lake when it's like glistening, it's so calm and there's not a ripple I I always say I feel closer to God then because it's just this beautiful experience that you know whether I'm out with Chad or out with our friends and no one else is on the lake and it's so calm and even if I don't land my 360 (laughs) it's just such a beautiful place to be in the mountains and I'm sure it sounds like you find that's kind of where you find your peace
1: yeah, 100%. No, it's, it's the place where I'm the happiest and most content. It's, you know, no matter what is going on in life, you get on the boat and it's like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be right now.
0: <laughs> so beyond the physical aspects of wake surfing, are there any emotional or psychological benefits that you find with the sport? And have they how have they impacted your personal well being?
1: I definitely think just being being outside and, you know, being surrounded with good people on the boat, it's, It's fantastic. And, you know, physical movement, it's it's so good for the body. And, you know, all a lot of people are surprised when they find out, you know, I sometimes will surf for, you know, four hours straight, and they'll be like, what, but it's just I, I love it so much, and just so passionate about it. And it, it just makes you feel so good. And, you know, satisfied with, with, you know, training and learning new things. So
0: what are your next goals looking into 2024, 2025? What do you have your eyes set on?
1: I definitely absolutely love coaching wake surfing. So I want to continue to do that. I do it both in person and also via video. So if people send me, you know, videos of their 360 or just them trying to get up on a board, I create lesson videos for them that I send to them and then they can, you know, watch it however many times they want on the boat, on their phone or you know, at home on the computer, so they just have that video forever, which is good, so I want to keep pursuing doing that, and also just getting more acknowledgement for wake surfing in Canada, and, you know, pushing the envelope for females in the sport, because uh, last year my dad told me, he said, Bailey, on your surf style board, you should try a 540 big spin, and I was like, what? That's crazy, because the, the men not not even all of the men do it because it's such a difficult trick and I I took you know I I tried and tried like dad said and he helped coach me through it and then I became the first female to land it and it's just it was an incredible feeling because it's like wow we see these tricks and you know that was even my first thought you know but dad all the guys do that tricks and like all Uh the guys do that trick and my dad was like yeah and that's even more reason to land it so definitely pushing you know females to you know try these tricks because they're possible and it's yeah it's it's a good journey and continue to oh sorry Bailey no go ahead oh no it's all good yeah and just continue to compete for sure and you know help support the local competitions as well as the competitive side of things still too
0: do you think think there are any gender biases in the sport at all? Or do you think that it's still, because it's a fairly new sport that there's like equality?
1: Um, I mean, there's equality in the sense where, you know, wake surfing isn't a career as of right now, maybe if it gets into the Pan Am games or the Olympics, you know, funding can be, you know, make it a career one day, but um, you know, you have to be kind of an influencer or a wake surf coach in order to make a go at it. So definitely don't think there's any gender biases that way. It's just more internal. I think if you, you know, see somebody doing a trick, it's like, ah, that's a guy's trick. And then it's like, no, 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 we can, we can all do this. It's, it's possible. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, like I said, looking at your Instagram girl, I think you're doing pretty amazing. I watched a lot of those videos, um, when we first got introduced and I was, it's pretty inspiring. I mean, and not that I ever expect or would like think that I could be that good, but just, it's nice to see another woman being able to do all of those things. And I'm like, I, I'm going to do my 360.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are. But no, you could, you could totally do it. Any, anybody, anybody can do it. You know, it's just, and everybody has a different timeline too, because one of my students, she took over 50 tries to get up on her board and, Her mom said, Bailey, I don't think this is the sport for her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. She's going to get up. It'll be good. And then a year later, she wins junior Canadian nationals. You know, it's everyone has their own timeline, but it's possible. Well,
0: I love hearing that. And we've got our oldest, who's uh, nine. And same thing. She was so frustrated. And then one of our girlfriends helped her figure out an easier way to get up by kind of holding her board with her one hand and the rope with another and then she'd flip her own board up. And so that's how she learned to get up. And then it was like her second, her third try. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that she'd let go of the rope. And she just let go of the rope and was like surfing the wake. It was the coolest thing to Good watch. for her. And I, I was like probably like the proudest mom moment ever. I think I was screaming. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) But it is, it is a really fun family sport. I mean, every day in the summer when we're at the lake, that's kind of what we do. And my six-year-old isn't quite there yet. She's still a little scared. So we get her up on the knee board. So I'm hoping next year she'll, she'll kind of dip her feet in, but we, we definitely enjoy doing it as a family.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome.
0: So how do you handle the balance between the public image of a professional athlete and your personal life? And is there any challenges in maintaining that balance cuz you're like a teacher
1: by day but like a pro wake <laughs> surfer by night <laughs> kind of. I don't know honestly what you see is what you get with me and yeah it's just no no real struggles with that. I I mean I love teaching, I love coaching wake surfing, I love training so just you know everything in in my life it's just passionate about it so it's all pretty same same in that regard
0: do your students like have they been able to watch you and see some of your videos
1: yes they they have been a few of them have you know asked me about wake surfing because they didn't know what it was before and it's 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 just nice to you know talk about it and more and more people are learning what wake surfing is all about and yeah it's pretty cute hearing some of their responses and just all their questions about korea and stuff so
0: Uh, i'm sure your students really look up to you i mean from you know doing professional figure skating and then going into the pro circuit like i i think they probably think their teacher's pretty (laughs) (laughs) kick-ass so that's fun (laughs) If you could go back in time and give your younger self, and I know you're still very young, but your younger self, a piece of advice, what would it be and why?
1: It would be to just surround yourself with with good people who are going to support you, you know, and just focus on finding people who are going to walk beside you, not ahead of you or behind you. Because, you know, the people who you surround yourself with can really make or break so many things in your life. And that's definitely what I've found over the years, you know, in personal life and the competitive side of things. And, you know, that's that's really important to to me now and wish I could tell my younger self that, too. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's a great piece of advice. I heard many years ago that you are the average of the top five people you surround yourself with. So I think that um, if, you know, you've learned that still at a really young age, that's um, that's really beautiful and it'll set you up for success in your in your career and your relationships.
1: Yes, very true.
0: Bailey, what do you vow to yourself in life?
1: I just vow to always, you know, believe in myself and believe in others and help out others to also believe in their self, because, you know, the only got one life and you know why wouldn't you be your own best friend and you know help out others to do the very best they can and you know just just be a positive support system for you know other people in your life along with yourself
0: Uh, well there is no doubt that looking at your videos and you with your family that you definitely inspire others that are around you and you're a great role model so I would just say continue to do what you're doing and be that shining star. And yeah, I'm super excited to continue to watch you in your career and, and what you do. And um, yeah, it's uh, you're really good.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I'm I'm very excited to see your future 360 videos. It's <laughs> going to be exciting. <laughs>
0: okay well I'm gonna to try to find you the ones a couple from the summer that were horrible and then you can critique them <laughs> so Bailey we always like to spotlight a charity of choice is there a charity that you would like to spotlight today
1: yeah definitely the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton you know helps out so many so many families who you know need that help and I just yeah just near and dear to my heart because I know people who it's helped out a lot and yeah very important for a lot of families
0: well thank you for for mentioning them the Stollery Hospital in Edmonton thank you for being here Bailey thank you for sharing your story it's a beautiful story it's uplifting I'm super excited to keep watching you and thank you so much for being here today
1: yeah thank you so much it was so amazing talking with you and yeah I appreciate it a lot.
0: Thank you for listening to The Vow, Voice of Women. We hope that this episode has inspired you. If you want more information on The Vow, visit our website at voiceofwomen.ca. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us spread the stories.